0: Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His Vessel. Thank you for joining me today. I want to address what I see going on in our nation today with all the violence and the writing in the cities. And so you may want to plan on re-listening to this podcast because I may say some things that you really have to ponder. But what I want to address is what I see spiritually and it's being played out here on our earth. Because I believe God's trying to get our attention. And my conversation with you today. It really came to me through a recent prayer experience that I had. We coordinate through His Vessel Ministries. Uh, what's called Watchmen Over the City. And it's just simply something we started in 2004. Where every day we have watchmen on some of the streets. In the cities in Alabama, and people pray for the protection and the peace of the city. And we pray very specifically what is going on and asking God to intervene and to hover over us and uh, protect us so that we can live godly lives and we can live in a peaceable habitation. But also on Thursdays at noon, there is a small group of watchmen who gather at the vessel room at his vessel ministries and we pray for an hour pray for the city we pray for our state and we pray for our nation and we have done this faithfully for every thursday since 2008 so praying together with other believers God can often use that time to speak remas to you words so that you know how to move forward. You know, hey, you know how to be encouraged whenever you see things going on like what's going on in our nation. And it builds your faith because you know that God truly is a covenant-keeping God and He is involved and He sees and He knows everything. And it's also an opportunity for Christians that come together and pray together to use their individual spiritual gift. And you see how God uses the body of believers and how we are dependent upon one another in using our gifts so that we understand how to pray and we know how to pray and understand what God is doing. So this past Thursday I was praying with a small group of watchmen and As the leader began our prayer time, she took us to Psalm 68. And she began reading Psalm 68 that we would come together and begin to praise God through this psalm. And as she was praying aloud this psalm, she said, Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away, God. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. And the moment that that word was prayed, that as God, he melts like wax the enemy, and lets the wicked perish at his presence, the moment that word was spoken, it was a rema for me. Because what I could see is that God in heaven is looking and he does see our enemies here on earth. And he sees what the enemy is doing. And I know that God doesn't like that. And that there is a point when God will leave heaven and he will come down here on earth and he will scatter the enemy. He will melt the the enemy. He'll drive them away and they'll melt like wax before the fire and they will perish at his presence. And I immediately thought, God, you see our enemy and you are capable of coming And causing our enemies to melt like wax at your presence. But I thought too, God, that is so simple. That is so simple. Then what we need to pray, God, is that your presence will come to earth. And that as you're coming to earth, you will take care of our enemies. And when you take care of our enemies, God, that will resolve all the chaos, all the confusion, all the violence, all the hatred that we see going on in our cities throughout our nation. But then I had to stop and ask, well, God, if you can do that, and if it's just that simple, then why are you not doing it? Because, God, when you come with your presence, you will fill this earth with your glory. And when you fill the earth with your glory, God, we know, as Scripture tells us, just throughout the Word of God, that your glory reflects your peace. Your glory is where we see and know and experience your love. And in your glory is where righteousness is. Everything is made right. It's the kind of community that we all want to live in. It's the kind of community that we pray for. So if God, to get your glory out of heaven down on, here on earth, it just simply means that your presence must come and invade the earth. And in fact, I, I, I thought back that twice... God said in the Old Testament, he spoke it through Moses in the book of Numbers, Numbers 14, 21. And he also spoke it through the prophet Habakkuk in Habakkuk two fourteen, where God said, I shall fill this earth with my glory. And, and interesting enough that when God spoke this through Moses and he spoke it through Habakkuk, he was speaking it in times of rebellion. That God's people were in rebellion against him. And God was declaring, people, I will fill this earth with my glory. So again, I, I thought, if it is that simple that our enemy can be abolished, just like that, with God coming in his presence, bringing his glory, pushing out the darkness, bringing in the light, melting away our enemies... And we know that God sees this mess that we're in. Then why doesn't God get up off his throne? And why doesn't he come down? To me, the most apparent thing was there must be some obstacles holding God back. So I began to ask God, God, what would hold you back from coming, from coming and invading the earth? And melt like wax this enemy before us. And as I began to ponder the mess, the mess that I was seeing. And how the enemy had manifested himself in our nation. How the enemy's manifested himself in our homes and in the churches. It became very clear to me that what I was seeing in the streets of our cities with all the buildings burning, the blockades in the streets, the violence, what I would call vile behavior. It is nothing but a manifestation of rebellion that is going on. Now, what is rebellion? Rebellion is nothing more than rising up against lawful authority. But I maintain spiritually as well as Earthly authorities. And you see, this is exactly what Satan did. When he rebelled against God and thus started this huge spiritual war of resistance that, hey, we continue on in today here on earth, Satan wanted to be his own boss. He wanted to be God. And he rebelled against God. And so I contend that the number one problem in our nation today is authority because we have rebelled against God's system of authority and it has become an obstacle to God's presence and God's power and God's peace down here on earth because you see what God did was he established authority to maintain order down here on earth and I tell you everywhere we look we see disorder Because you see, America has rebelled against God. Our nation is in a rebellious state. We have rebelled against God's Word. And I will tell you the only way to correct it is to line back up with God's Word. And how do you get lined up with God's Word? You must use God's Word. Because the way that you correct or you right a wrong is through the Word. Because it is the word that is right. And God says that in the book of Psalms that all his work is done in righteousness. It's all right. And so, for us to get things back in order, to get the chaos off the streets, to get life settled back down, we will have to use the word of God and get the word of God, our hearts, our lives. Our cities, our structures, whatever they may be, line back up with the word of God. Because we have rebelled. I would even go a step farther by saying we have accepted rebellion and rebellious behavior as normal. I hear it all the time. Children become teenagers. And so what do we say? We expect them to be rebellious. We say, well, these are just the rebellious years and they'll outgrow it. We just allow it because we think they will outgrow it. And I want to say, whoa, whoa, just as Isaiah, the prophet, warned the children of Judah when they didn't line up with God's word. And they wanted to line up with the enemy, Egypt. In Isaiah 30, verse 1, it says, Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me, and who devise their plans, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. What is he saying? Woe to you. That word woe there is a lamenting. It's a, Expression of deep grief. Why? Because the writer knows what the person is headed for. They know that if they continue on in rebellion, they are headed to disaster. And so I say, whoa, if we continue on and allow rebellion to be normal and then engage a rebellious person, as if this is normal, and therefore we accept it. It is the enemy blinding us from the truth. And and I wonder how many parents that I know, and hey, my hand is up, that at times we have accepted rebellion in the heart of teenagers, our children, and the result has brought much grief. It has become woe. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking of a court case that I was in one time when I was practicing law. And forgive me for using court cases as illustrations, but they so drive home so many points. And this was some 25 years ago, so the law was a little different then. But it was a court case in family court. And the family court judge allowed a child that was about 11 years old. It was in a custody case. And the 11-year-old child was allowed by this judge to tell his parents when he would visit them and if he felt like visiting them. And I will never forget, I can to this day see my reaction to this. I remember asking for a hearing in the chambers And I went into those chambers, and I looked that judge straight in the eyes, uninhibited, and said, You have just brought great harm onto this child. For the fact that you are allowing this child to rise above the parental authority and become his own authority, it has just now become the open door of destruction for the life of a child, possible destruction. Let me, let me correct that. Now, how could I say that? Because the word of God is very clear. God's word is very clear about why he established authorities Over our lives, especially in the home, and it's always for the protection of others. It is never to harm them, and it's never to make them feel less than or not as worthy as. But God establishes authorities for boundaries so that you may maintain order. So when you rebel against God's word, what you do is you open the door for the enemy. And the enemy is right there waiting to come in to bring destruction. Because John 10, 10 tells us the enemy works continuously. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy what God has created. And in this court case, this son did rebel. And when the mother refused the son's demand the son rebelled even more and he refused to visit the mother and you see if this judge wanted to establish boundaries around the child's life what the judge should have done was allow the god-ordained authorities to set the boundaries not the child because what you do then you send the message to the child child You have some authorities, and they're for your good. They are to protect you. They are to help guide you and give you direction in life. And so first would have been the parents. And if they couldn't agree how this was done, and obviously they couldn't, or they would not have been in the court that day, then the judge, the governmental authority, as God ordains, would establish this. And the judge would enforce it, not the child. But what the judge had done was turned it completely backwards and now had lifted this child up over the parental authorities of his life. And it just allowed the enemy, the enemy now to begin to work to bring division. And what would, what would the enemy do? The enemy would work to destroy what God instituted for the protection for the child. Because the enemy likes to separate. He likes to separate you into groups. And by separating you into groups, he separates hearts one against another. And there is the breakdown. And so the riots that we see in the cities, what we're witnessing is separation. And what is behind that separation? It is always the work of the enemy. And when we accept evil for good and it's playing out really is our acceptance of rebellion and acceptance that rebellion is normal. And I repeat, rebellion always divides and breaks down. So I'm starting to go into a little spiritual warfare here because that's really where this is. The battle is spiritual. You always win your physical battles when you first fight them in the spirit realm. And we have to see this. We have to see what's really going on. We have to see who our enemy really is. Because we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. But principalities and powers and rulers and spiritual darkness and high places. This is what Paul was saying In Ephesians 6, beginning in verse 12, we're not really wrestling against this flesh and blood. It is the enemy where we have opened the door for the enemy to come in and to begin to break down and bring destruction. And what opened the door? Rebellion. Rebellion against God opens up the door every time for the enemy to come in and control your life. So when one rebels against God and you open this door up, the enemy then comes in and he uses powers of darkness to carry out these destructive things. And they're always things that are contrary to God's will for your life. Now, if this spiritual warfare, this spiritual acknowledgement of principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in high places is something new to you and you're not really quite sure how to fight those battles when the enemy has come in, let me encourage you. I'm going to be teaching a special teaching in the month of July and August and it's on a Saturday, July the 18th and then on Saturday in in August and I'm going to be teaching it in person at the Vessel Room at His Vessel Ministries. But also, you can access that teaching virtually. So if you're interested in that, I'll attach a link at the bottom of this um, podcast and you can get information about that and get more information about how to engage in these spiritual battles so that you can stand against the enemy and the enemy from bringing destruction on your life and the destruction of your family. We need to know how to fight these battles spiritually and we need to know how to overcome rebellion. I want to get back to this rebellion. Because to overcome rebellion, you have to get to the root. You have to know where it started. You have to know when the door was cracked and the enemy came in and brought his plan, his scheme of destruction. And so you go and resolve the root of the problem, where the rebellion came in. And then you restore the relationship. And the resolution, it will always realign the heart with godly authority. I want to say that again, to bring resolution in a situation of rebellion. It will always realign the heart with godly authority. God first, the heart realigned with God, accepting that God is sovereign. He is the ruler of everything. Even you, even me, even my family, your family. He is the ruler. He's sovereign God. And you realign your heart with that. Then you realign your heart with other earthly authorities. And then you walk under that godly authority for your protection, for your good, so that you have order in your life, so that you can live with purpose, and you can live with peace. Now, I want to caution you. You don't overcome rebellion with compromise. You overcome rebellion with truth. Anything less than truth keeps the door open for the rebellious behavior to continue to operate. And remember, its ultimate goal is to bring destruction. Today, you can see clearly the scheme of the enemy, how he's working. A rebellious hearts working against godly authorities to divide our nation, to create chaos, disorder in life? And what does that do? It holds back the presence of God and thus the glory of God coming and in invading the earth. But you know what? I don't believe we see the problem. So the enemy keeps blinding us from seeing what the real problem is. And then we just deal with things that'll never be the complete resolution. Now, I don't want to leave you discouraged because back to the Psalm 68 too. I really do believe that God has the power to leave his throne at any point and come down and invade earth with his presence and melt like wax our enemies before us and thus fill this earth with his glory, with his peace, with his righteousness, with his love in the hearts of his people. But there's an obstacle and I believe that each one of us, I want to encourage you to do something. Pray and say, God, is there any rebellious attitude or action in my life? And God, if there is, empower me to remove it so that I am not an obstacle to your presence making its way down here on earth so that you can fill this earth with your glory. Search your heart. Don't accept rebellion as normal. If you have, repent of that and turn back to the truth of the Word of God. Then I want to encourage you As I began this podcast, pray with other Christians on a regular basis. Let God begin to reveal truth to you and encourage you and build your faith by praying the word of God together. And then I invite you, if you're interested in joining the Watchman, being a Watchman in your city, I also will attach a link to this podcast and you can follow up with His Vessel Ministries and get information about that. I know this is a lot to take in. I know that it's a lot to think about and respond. But I believe it is our greatest need for the hour right now. The greatest obstacle that is holding back the presence of God, which is the very thing that all of our hearts desire, is to live in the glory of God. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become his vessel.